Today's episode is brought to you by Bluegrass Insurance Management. Bluegrass is a cohesive team of professionals with decades of experience in nearly all aspects of insurance services. A team with a singular purpose of providing excellent service and a personnel to work alongside your company to confront the challenges of our industry. If you want to be boots on the ground ready, turn to Bluegrass Insurance Management. www.bluegrassim.com You can also find them on Facebook and LinkedIn under Bluegrass Insurance Management or on X, a.k.a. Twitter, at Bluegrass IM. Bluegrass. Boots on the ground ready. Welcome to our second episode of Boots on the Ground Ready. I'm here, uh, Chad Trosper, across from me, my very awesome co-host, Carl. What's up, brother? Good morning, Chad. How are you today from this blistery Gainesville, Florida, 35-degree cold weather? Crazy, crazy weather, I tell you. It doesn't seem to surprise me. I mean, it's it'll be 30 and then it'll be 85 here in about five hours. Yeah, like I was, uh, you know, we were talking about previously, The uh, yesterday I left the office, it was 75 degrees. Going to the office in the morning, 35 degrees, almost below freezing, just just insanity. But that's what you get here in this Gainesville area. Yeah, it's unpredictable. It's unpredictable. I always say, you know, I don't understand how the state just doesn't crack. Right? <laughs> it's cold. It's cold. Then it then it's hot. So um, good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A good <laughs> analogy for the second time. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, kind of wanted to get into it here. Um discuss some of the uh, weather that we're seeing kind of open it up um, since we're already talking about weather you know we're seeing a nice little low front coming from texas right now to moving east um, if you're uh, in the texas area the southeast along those coastal states i can see some weather again uh, what is today's date so because um today is the 22nd I believe. 22nd so i just want to make sure just in case we post this a little bit later <laughs> like what so the 22nd, so it's going to be third. That's Thursday today. Uh, it's going to be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's just going to be some big winds. They're not showing a lot of thunderstorms, but some of those winds are crazy. Coming through the panhandle of Florida as well? Coming or? through the panhandle, um, up north through Georgia and the Carolinas, Tennessee. Yeah. It stretches out a little bit, but the models are back and forth. It's hard to pinpoint exactly what's ever going to happen. You know, one time they're forecasting 70-mile-an-hour winds from, from the front, and then the next day or even three hours later, they're saying it's 25 mile wind. Say, so, oh, we really don't know until yeah. the day of. Yeah, we think Gainesville weather's weird. We're talking about how weird Texas weather is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hard, hard freeze, what, back in 2022 a while ago? And yeah, how that affected the claim count. Yeah, huge, huge claim count. Uh, we had tons and tons and tons and tons of frozen pipes just bursting left and right. And plumbers were just all over but i think people were just getting certified to be a plumber because there was such a need for it and yeah. so much money out there yep. you know the, mm -hmm. for the repairs but yeah that was a that was a crazy time i was, I was telling you a while back yeah uh, three weeks ago i went out to texas in the amarillo area and it was i think that you know two of the nights that we were there it was like wind chill factor of negative 20. gee i mean how do you live in such like yeah 
There's people who do. There are people. I, I think there's people actually like it. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. It hurt. Yeah. People like that weather. You know, I I enjoy the seasons growing up in Jersey, but I've been in Florida since what 1990 now, and my blood's thin. So I, I like the limited exposure that like the North Central Florida gives you to fall and winter, and then it can go away real quick. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so I'll stick with warm and sunny. Yeah, same here. <laughs> we were in Texas. My, my family just laughing. I mean, we'd go outside and I would just be like fighting the cold. I'd be like, ah, because it felt like it was just getting inside yeah, my does. bones. Yeah, yeah. It couldn't get warm. I was uh, like, how did that? I don't understand it. But where'd you grow up? In Florida. Oh, you're so you're a Florida boy. Yeah. Florida boy. Yeah. Gulf Breeze, Pensacola. Yeah. So you got that thin blood. You're not used to oh, cold blood. Like the cold weather. <laughs> I mean, it's nice. We got, went up north every now and again to see the snow, and I'll hop out there. I'm like, it's snowing, it's snowing. Oh, and about yeah. 10 minutes later, all of us were like, yeah, that's great. Let's go up close. How old were you when you first seen snow? I love hearing that from Florida folks that grow up in Florida. That, that I remember. Yeah. All right. So that I remember, I think the first time I ever saw snow was actually when it snowed in Florida. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it was around eight. I was eight years old. So were you in this area? Did you grow up in the Gainesville area? Five, eight, six. Um, no, I mean it was the I think it was in Pensacola. Oh, okay. Yeah. It snowed. Yeah. Um, and we got quite a bit of snow. I don't know the last time it's ever snowed there again, but I do uh I was I think I was around eight. Yeah. Yeah. So like 1950? No, yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, we got to lie about our age. But yeah, exactly. I don't know when it was. I'd like to look it up. Probably mid-80s um, is when it came through. Interesting, yeah. yeah. I don't know any significant phone, uh, snowfall in Florida. That'd be an interesting stat to know. Yeah, it would be, actually. Yeah. When, when's the first time you've seen snow? Oh, well, growing up in Jersey. It was oh, part gosh. Of it. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was yeah. No, nah, that's all right. I might have to edit that. <laughs> we'll edit that one out. <laughs> Talking about weather and you being all over it, what's the cat season look like this year? The forecast? They think above average. Is yeah. it always above average? Uh, <laughs> it has been. With all, I mean, just the sea uh, sea surface temperatures have been just rising, been out of control. But and that's the driver behind these storms, right? A lot of the driver in the winds, right? The trade yeah. winds. So um, this year they think it's going to be a neutral season, right? So it's not El Nio or La okay. It's going to be a, a neutral. So with that neutral aspect, I think in the sea, you know, sea surface temperatures rising, it, 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 it could be a busy season. Well, knock on wood. We, uh, yeah. I'd rather nothing come through here, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think I sent out something with some dates. There were some dates that they compared it to with. I know one was 2005, which I know was a busy year um, that the um, atmosphere resembled. Mm. Oh, so yeah, so they have some data it's, that they can look at. And, and then where the tracks that. went in those areas. A lot of that is obviously pointed towards Florida, which is never a... Yeah. We stick out like a sore thumb, literally, right? No doubt. So. Where'd you get all your weather knowledge from, man? Is that just something you got caught up in in this job, this aspect of this job, or you've always been a fan? Really? Yeah. Growing, I mean, growing up in uh, Florida, I, I mean, you, you have some good little thunderstorms, but we spend a lot of time on the beach. Um, out there in Gulf Breeze, sure. And um, watching the storm, I remember as a little kid, just you know, fishing because I did a lot of surf fishing. Uh, watching the storms roll in, oh yeah, was just amazing. I mean, the lightning and the shelf clouding and all that just pushing through. And ever since then, my whole life, I mean, I, I went to University of Florida to major in meteorology. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so I was gung ho. You know, I didn't, I didn't do that great in high school. Right. Yeah. So, but it was, um, I did get in the university of Florida and that was my focus point. And then I, you know, I kind of researched a little bit and then I found out that they 
you know, didn't make a ton of money, which they do. Um, some do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and their hours were crazy. Right. So they'd yeah. work around the clock and when storms hit. So I, I decided I wasn't for me and went in the cat. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Totally different, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those strange hours when you when your catastrophe adjuster. Were you looking more like on the uh, the TV media side, or was it the scientific portion of it that TV enticed you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was really interested in it. it. Was I mean, meteorology is just crazy. I mean, it's it literally it's extreme. It's like statistics, and it's just a so. It's difficult. Yeah. I mean, it's not an easy subject no. at all. You know, I didn't get that much into it, but when I did, it I mean, the classes were pretty tough. I, I mean, bet. it was a lot of it was a lot of math. I'm like, what? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, people don't understand that. Like, the, uh, you missed a good opportunity talking about meteorology. We went out to look at the uh, hurricane hunters uh, based on there. That we a group of us from from Tower Hill got to go out and visit the hurricane hunter planes and um I can't remember where it was, somewhere in the Orlando area actually. Just can't remember the exact place, but what an opportunity to get to walk through those and see some of those actual Hurricane Hunter planes that went through Irma and go overseas and go through these storms. And we got to meet some of the pilots. Just a, a really great experience. I, I would recommend it if you get a chance to do it again. I wish. I, I, I think kind of my good. kid was sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you got three. So uh, I get that. I've been there and done it. I know that, man. Yeah, that but I, I miss that because I know um, I did get an invite. Yep. I was super excited. And then um, kid got sick, couldn't go. And then I saw y'all send the pictures. I mean, y'all were inside yeah, the plane. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. It was it was quite interesting. I would like to have gone up in it. And they said they might afford us the opportunity one time. So Seriously? Take yeah. you in it? Yeah. Just to go up. So that kind of be cool. Oh, I'm going. Yeah. I don't care if the kid's dying. Yeah. Oh. We, we got to uh, see if we can utilize that again and, and get back in there. But what a great opportunity. And just to understand all that. Um, what a dedicated team. And just to think, you know, their role responsibilities, not just the United States, they're going everywhere. So it's quite, it's quite interesting. It is. It is. I've watched some some documentaries on on the Weather Channel. Yeah. About how they do it and then how they fly up north and they track weather, like drop, a, you know, some kind of. A, yeah. They were showing the tubes. These just like these just drop uh, you know, like little drones that. or, you know, mm -hmm. like like little, satellite, little balloons that go out. And, just and they do the same thing with hurricanes, right? Yep. Drop exactly. The hurricane, get yep. the wind speeds, the yep. pressure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's. um. That's super interesting. I wonder if they if they did take you up. Well, that'd be probably too much of a liability, but take you up there and do a storm. Yeah. Could you? I mean, that's a, that's a story right there. You could tell. Yeah, I recommend people listening and check it out on YouTube. Some of those flights that they show. Oh, and once sweet. they break the eye wall, the hurricane, just incredible uh, visual experience. And then just to think of how frightening it would be in an airplane like that. And, yeah. and then. And then their compartments are like real small, like the data engineer, like in the plane itself is like, a, you know, a little tiny compartment with computer screens everywhere. And then they have the little chutes next to them to deploy the little drones or data collecting balloons, whatever you want to call them. So it was, was kind of cool. That is cool. I, I <laughs> see the turbulence would drive. I mean, yes, it is crazy turbulence in there. I mean, if it, when I'm flying regular, if, it, if the plane just kind of jolts a little bit yeah like, this is it this but it shows you how safe flying is when you think of it like that these people you know they're going through a storm where the eye walls can approach 180 miles an hour sometimes and flying right through it just the, the effect of the, the efficiency and how sturdy those planes are because some of them have been in their their thing for 30 years oh. you know, like i said some i think there was one actually uh, and i'd have to confirm with like we actually went through andrew at the time or something like that yeah so they're they're long in a tooth and as far as this one particular plane model they use but just because it's sturdy and effective and it just makes it through the years. Do they mark their planes? Did they ever do that? That they mark it like it gets a little stamp? Absolutely. That would kind of cool, yeah. That.
and they name them all for Muppet characters. There was Miss Piggy and uh, Kermit, <laughs> and it was, was kind of cool. Gonzo, yeah, uh, Gonzo, that's right. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> very neat. But if my friends ever listen to this podcast, they'll they'll laugh about the Gonzo. There was a big um, thing that we used to make fun of each other, and they always call me Gonzo. I got a bigger nose. <laughs> it's proportionate. It is. Now it is. Now I grew it. That's what my wife says. She goes, she, Oh, you grew you, into you it. Grew it to us. So I was not grown in it the whole time. Uh, just <laughs> hoping this would happen. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope no big storms, you know, put that, that protective barrier that you have for the Florida Peninsula this year and protect us from any big storms coming yeah. through. But as our CFO says, it's not the big ones that kill us. It's the death by a thousand cuts with these little PCS events. And, you know, we get up one storm, cost you 50 million bucks right there. It's just incredible. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Even winter storm Finn right now, it's, I mean, it's, it continues to go up. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's the volume is still, you know, it's five a day, 10. I mean, it was a lot earlier, but now even after, I don't know how long ago, that's been about a month. Yeah. But we still, you know, still trickling in. I mean, it was, cold and then it came through florida and brought i mean it brought some big it brought some big winds hail you know yep. little tornadoes around out on the yep. outskirts so they it is this one event like a, one event last year pcs out in florida cost us like 50 mil right oh yeah it was yeah. I, that that was the hell event that's right that was a huge hell event in south florida mm -hmm. and central florida here's your death by a thousand cuts those pcs events one after another hail's crazy i mean we get it on I've, I, we get it in gainesville but we always get it on the outskirts um like I haven't seen it. Like I've got reports that it's hailing in Gainesville, but you know, yeah. it's like, I mean, Gainesville's fairly big. I get that, but still like, it just I think never. I've seen it maybe once or twice in the, in the 10, 11 years. Of, well, no, I've been here more than that. Like 14 years I've been here, but nothing like the, uh, what they get out in the Midwest and Texas. And I mean, those are true hail events. Oh, you know? we get a hell event coming through. It's a big red flag for SIU and the, and the fraud place because, you know, we get the door knockers from roofers and things like that. So, and we're proactive sending out information to our insurers, making sure they understand, you know, what fraud is about and roof knocking or door knocking, excuse me, solicitation, things like that. So big red flag for us. Do y'all get a lot of fraud? Um, not necessarily on the insured side, but on the contractor side, trying to, um, yeah. Unlicensed the damage. Or, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. That? We're going to talk a little bit about stories later. That's actually yeah. one I'm going to bring up oh, and talk oh, about man. it, but yeah. Um, I, I was just curious about that. Cause I know, I know on the adjuster side, we, um, you know, we see it. And then when I worked with other carriers, you would see it, you know, some insurance would, you know, damage their home or do the, do the roof like that, or, you know, and then, you know, eventually admit to it. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because all my years in doing this, you don't really see the, the implicity, you know, it's implicit to the, uh, insured. Yeah. It's usually the contractor. It usually is. They have no Within idea. the state I mean, of Florida it was, these are yeah. a little up North while back, but Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So I'll let you get into that. Um, so yeah, let's, I mean, let's go ahead and hop over to it. Cause that's one of the things that in our first episode, I mentioned you were, you know, we we're trying to give our backgrounds, our bios and everything like that. And one of the things uh, you mentioned that, you know, you, you young police officer in the New York area and then moved on down to Florida. And Good memory. Out of, uh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> and then he did some um, undercover work. And so I wanted to hop into it then, but you know, we wanted to kind of keep it out on the high level but yeah do you have i mean not necessarily on that but in your experience as you know even if it's a police officer or even under the siu umbrella i would love to hear some of your stories so if you have a good little story about yeah, it I'd love staying on the 
Let's stay on the, the insurance side because it kind okay. of the, the uh, you, you know, don't want to go too dark. Well, yeah, no, we can get there, but the pricing kind of parlays into that. And we talk about, and I think we should do probably some show specific. It's like situational awareness for, for, for field adjusters out mm -hmm. there, how important that is, not only for safety concerns, you know, making sure you park appropriately, you have your cell phone on, you can dial 911, you know, quickly, things like that. And we give trainings to our, uh, our field staff all the time with situational awareness, de-escalations of, you know, contentious situations, because let's face it, you know, these field adjusters are going out there in a bad time in a person's life sometimes. So it can get heated and you just got to be careful and, you know, just be observant to what's around you. But not only does situational awareness in regards to safety and, you know, de-escalation of, uh, you know, of encounters and things like that, but know what's around you in regards to what's going on on the claim itself. And one story I'd love to bring up is we had a a roofing contractor here in Florida, names have been changed to not protect the innocent, but um, just th they, uh, we knew that they were a red flag back in the day or, you know, a couple of years ago. And this field adjuster, you know, knew of them and was cognizant enough to keep aware of situations or what's going on. So he strolled up about 45 minutes early to an inspection, knowing that this roofing contractor was supposed to meet him there with the insured. And as he rolls up onto the, uh, near the property, he, pulls back a little bit because the roofing contractor's there already. And he sees that contractor up there on the insured's roof, insured's in the home across, probably not really knowing what's going on, flipping shingles, hitting it with a hammer, slicing it up with a, with a um, little utility knife and smart enough on that field adjuster, realizing situational awareness and how important it is. He took a video of it and he sent that video. You didn't and see him standing there? No, he parked up the, the roofing contractor, was in the pro on the property on the roof. So the field adjuster parked about, you know, block and a half away, zoomed in on his cell phone, took a picture of it. And we were able to do some interviews and get that referral over to the state, um, state attorney and division of insurance fraud and an arrest was made. So just having, you know, just a, a situation awareness of knowing things like that and getting it over to SIU to report fraud and things like that are so important because field adjusters are the eyes and ears sometimes mm -hmm. of what's going on out there. They're identifying trends. They know some of these unscrupulous, characters that are out there, these bad actors. So it's important for them to have, you know, and us to have that open communication back and forth, because that's how we can, you know, look at different trends and concentrate in certain areas. So just, you know, kudos to, to that person to do that. But it, but it's, but it's important, you know, yeah. just things like that and how that parlays in it. But I think a whole uh, show like that would be great. We could talk about that and bring some from experts in and, and talk about safety and things like that. Yeah. And Please. even identification of some of those self-made yeah uh, damages with help because usually what they'll pat a ballpoint hammer at times yeah use, use and then you could see it in a horseshoe arc because they're you know they're leaning yeah. over the top of the roof because they're scared to get to it and doing it around their head shape so it comes out like a big u with mm -hmm. patterns and things like that but well, well, yeah a lot <laughs> of interesting things all messed like up. That. yeah like they spell their name in the room <laughs> john oh man john yeah or, that's, or, or using you know use tea bags to um, put up on the roof to imitate uh, water stains things what? like that oh yeah we, no no i've never heard of that yeah just to fit you know they'll do water loss and show that you know that was inside the house oh inside that inside the house yeah and then taking a tea bag standing the top of the roof and looking at it looks you know very similar to water the water yeah. being there and drying up but if there's red flags there and we get to it in front of it we can actually take portions of that and get it tested was it actually water mm -hmm. no it was you know uh you know whatever lady gray tea yeah <laughs> it's black tea so, again coming back to that social awareness recognizing everything that's going on and then articulating that to the desk adjuster making referrals when appropriate if there's some kind of suspicion of fraud people get worried about that right about accusing somebody of fraud or or 
saying you know something it bad's going stuff. on. It is. It is. But you know how I kind of assuage that 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 fear with people is it's state mandated in Florida that we are anybody who's licensed in the insurance industry it has a modicum, the lowest threshold of suspicion, the slightest mm -hmm. suspicion of fraud needs to be reported to the state. And that's SIU's primary job. But the people that are making that referral, you, you know, you, of course, you're more experienced, longer tooth, but, you know, the, even desk adjusters, they're safe in making that referral because they're doing it based on nationally recognized insurance fraud indicators. And they're not the experts. They're saying we're suspect, we're really low threshold on the suspicion here. Give it to SIU. They're the experts. They'll try to either eliminate that red flag or, unfortunately, if it's proven, make the necessary referral to law enforcement. And so when we do our trainings, we always say, don't be afraid of making that referral to SIU. It's not you're accusing somebody of fraud. You're just saying something here is based on my training. I know SIU or the experts at it should look at it. So a lot of good stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, never heard of the the using of the of, tea. of the tea bags. Uh, just some crazy stuff. I wonder if they co uh, coordinate it to where they stain it to, to putting damage on the roof. Also, yeah, it probably could be. All your bases, yeah. right? get up in the attic to show it, and then yeah, that. but um, yeah. We've done forensic testing on those and been successful in some cases. So just <laughs> it'd be hard. It'd, be, it'd just be like, you know what? I'm not going to lie. It's a pretty good job. Right? <laughs> you, did the, you did the tea bagging. You did the, you did the, the, the damage. You, you even got a little wet insulation hey. and you even did it up the sheet. I mean, you, you thought it through. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's commitment. No doubt yeah. about it. You're going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> we had a huge one. Um, an SIU probably back in like 2016, 2017 with a public adjuster was actually um, contacting insureds and and actually faking the entire loss. And there was some relation back to law enforcement. She actually was a husband of a law enforcement officer back there. And it was the divorce got messy between the two of them. And then based on some referrals and working hand in hand with Miami-Dade Police Department down there, we uh, actually were able to serve a search warrant at public adjuster's house and place of business and found like notebooks she kept of text messages and it was setting up these these fraudulent claims with mm. the insurers with the public adjuster and with her you know go-to plumbers and things but they would go in and wet the house down you know i don't think it ever got as far as like imitating actual staining of roofs but it was incredible to read how much she her due diligence and keeping notes would actually failed her at the end and, and got her convicted and all these things. But just how they set up fraudulent claims and uh, just that whole network of it, it is just incredible. So, yes, they're very good at what they do. They're they're innovative in how they try to mimic and, you know, uh, get, you know, fraudulent claims paid. And, then, you know, that's a driving force and why premiums are so high in Florida. Yeah. So, you know. We talk about our job is to eliminate, you know, great customer service, right? And this even expands the field. Um, and maybe we, we could bring in some good people that can talk about that. But being compassionate, empathetic, you know, our motto is a claims motto, fair, accurate, timely claim service. That gets in front of bad actors coming in. The insured knows there's transparency. We're fair. We're accurate. We're timely, empathetic, compassionate. I think I talked about that last time. That cuts out those bad actors. Uh, you know, some unscrupulous public adjusters or contractors coming in and things like that. So, yeah, I imagine getting in front of the claim, and building that rapport and that trust with the customer. Absolutely you know, helps out a lot when, yeah. when you get the door knockers coming in. I mean, just yeah. And, you know, it's a bad time for some of these insureds, you know, on some of these claims. They can be persuasive. Got, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I've come to my door. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. I get them all the time from people inside, yeah. and, you know, where we work, they'll, they'll send it to us. But, and that's, I mean, you see a lot of elder abuse, unfortunately, yeah. that way. Don't know what they're signing. 
back when, you know, there were still AOBs not understanding how they were signing those benefits over. And um, yeah, it's it's a hot topic within, you know, SIUs in the state with the division of insurance fraud and things like that. But um, they are taken advantage of, you know, especially when it comes to DocuSign and technology like that. You know, something, you know, even I'm not that savvy on it. So think if you're in your like 70s, you know, you're home alone and get an sign here. Don't know they're legally represented. Don't know anything. So and we could that be probably another three shows we can get into involved in that. But um, just some crazy stuff. I can relate. Really, because really, obviously I'm familiar with insurance. So I could, you know, when I when they knock on the door, I know yeah. the ins and outs. So that's 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 easy enough. But, you know, there's times where I don't know something about a certain, you know, process and it, it would be easier if i had someone hold my hand mm -hmm. you know that knocked on the door during that time and it's like you know i got you i got you I'm like, all right you got me mm -hmm. let's do this yeah so i get that how you know it could be persuading especially oh, yeah, we have no idea how the and sometimes you know I, probably most of the time those these are you know legitimate and you know you know there is a need for public adjusters out there but sometimes you know there's some some bad apples in a bunch like there are in, in any in anything so got to be cautious and it's educating the citizens of Florida, making sure they understand that and, you know, educating, you know, uh, up in Tallahassee in the legislative process to make sure appropriate bills are passed and laws are passed. So, and that's where we got the elimination of assignment of benefits recently, yep. you know, that whole intent to litigate process and the elimination of one way attorney's fees and, you know, multipliers. So, and that's where you're talking, you know, it's another four shows we could probably do in the downward trend of litigation oh, yeah. and the effect that's happened. Um, and we're starting to see that, you know, how long, you know, uh, our, our general counsel has, has been, I think, a Florida lawyer for 26 years here. And he said he thought he'd never see the day where we elim the elimination of one way attorney's fees. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with it, we can get into that and the multiplier and how that he never thought that he would see that change in elimination. So it was just that was a juggernaut of, of legislation that went through and hopefully starts to rectify in terms of the curve in regards to the premium increases here. Yeah. yeah. I think that's all a big driver. Yep. And I think that it's catching on now and getting the attention. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. One, I did want to mention, like you mentioned before, I mean, there, I have a, uh, a friend from college. He actually owns his own, uh, PA company. Mm -hmm. I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. And they and they do a really good job. Yeah. And the people that we dealt with are very fair and accurate. And they are helping the customer. Um, but like you said before, there are bad actors just like, like there is in every single role. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would like to get into that. We, we we need to set something aside where we can get into a little more detail about that. Because it, it, it's very interesting. It's very useful, especially for for the adjusters um, yeah. on the adjust side. But obviously on your side, too. Yeah, uh, with the SIU yeah. and yeah. investigation force. Yeah. And then we, you know, we have a property task force that is put on by the Division of Insurance Fraud and um, Division of Financial Services. But in these quarterly meetings, they're open to the public. But FAPIA is the public adjusting, uh, you know, union out there. And they're, 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 they're decent guys. And we loop them in. And, and you know, that, that task force is primarily educating the insureds on insurance mm -hmm. fraud and things like that. And they're actively involved. So, yeah, they're good and bad apples and all sorts. And, you know, those guys, you know, they do contribute in a, in a beneficial way and you know they're it becomes contentious and we butt heads of course you know, but uh you know they do contribute and you know good for them yeah i think it is kind of that cat and mouse game at, at, on the onset just coming so some of them come with that attitude even on the adjuster side yeah you know like oh this is a pa i'm about to call the pa we hate each other yeah and then all of a sudden you start talking and things start working out and you, you come to like a consensus and an agreement and you, you're kind of getting along you're like what What's happening here? Yeah, exactly. What is going on? This is a little odd. I like Jim. 
you know, what a skill set that develops over you that, that you need as these field adjusts are going out there knowing, you know, you got these people, you know, these you know, public, it's always going to be contentious, mm -hmm. right? You're negotiating, you're trying to kind of, you're adjusting the claim and, you know, uh, it's for some and not for others, but uh, you got to have that, 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 that innate skill set to be able to talk and settle things. And uh, you, you don't realize that, right? I don't think I ever thought of that until, you know, a year down the road when talking to some of these field adjusters and things, the situations that they could be in. Hey, and it could become dangerous sometimes, you know, it, what was it, 2008, I think it was, or that Farm Bureau uh, field adjuster went out in Tampa and oh, she was actually found she the, killed. What was her name? Found Katrina. the marijuana? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Katrina Forshell or something like that. It was a horror. I, you know, look that up on the internet. I would encourage our yep. listeners. Um, you you got to be cognizant of what's going on. And oh, she yeah. even called in to State Farm said, I'm, you know, making contact going in. And I even we even do that in the SIU. If we know we're going into a situation, we'll mm -hmm. make sure people are call, we're calling, knowing where everybody is, when they're leaving, when they're coming. And you know, she wound up being, you know, um, sexually assaulted and murdered no. by this guy that she was doing an inspection on. So she, they didn't find her to the next day after her family reported her missing. So, yeah, important to be safe, important to be situational aware of what's going on. Know those de-escalation skills. And, you know, and also being the eyes and ears on the ground, boots on the ground. Boots there on we the go. Ground. Boots on the ground. They're, they got their ear to the floor, to the ground or whatever, and they know what's going on. So I always encourage, please call me, let me know what's going on. So we could, you know, look at analytics, look at trends, things like mm -hmm. that. And they might see things that we're not catching on the inside. So that intimacy is so important. Yeah. And uh, even as an just like you mentioned that case, um, even me out in the field, I've ran across, I think it was when I went to Katrina and Rita, I was working out there. We went to some of these, you know, uh, smaller homes, some of yeah. homes, but you know, you'd have to adjust the areas, even in the closet area. And I'd, I'd see bongs, mm -hmm. plants, syringes, but I guns always guns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, gun. Yeah. Um, I always acted like I never even saw, them, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. then just start talking yep. again. Uh, um, we lost our lights again for oh, motion sensor. No oh. worries. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that safety is a is a big, big, big thing that, you know, as an adjuster in the field, um, you got to be cognizant of because anything goes south. I've had people I've adjusted their. Um, that's why I tell someone I was a trainer. I always tell adjusters, I'm like, do your job. All right. It's good to communicate with the customer while you're out there and showing them the damages to the baseboard and saying, oh, look here, you got to stay in here and getting their buy in as you go through. But. Don't talk about point of something say something that's not covered right yeah because honestly 100 you don't know that yet yep but all you're going to do is you done lost the trust and now they're upset and i remember one claim i went out to here in uh it was actually in ocala state forest um it was a mobile home at the time in the middle of nowhere right uh, out there in ocala and a bear came through right yeah no, i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> We get our bear sightings out there all the time. Um, no, I was out there and I was uh, looking at some stuff and I looked at the roof and he was pointing at some stuff, you know, go over here and take a look at the, uh, you know, the front area. And I was looking at the front. I'm like, I just, I'm not seeing anything. I'm, you know, it looks like the, you know, the wind, you know, blew it up under the fascia mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you got some wind driven rain here. And boy, I tell you, he, I'm on the roof. He's on the ground. He took my ladder down. Oh, that's an, uh, we can get that. So well. we've had that experience. Coverage. I've, I've, yeah, we bring that up and yeah, we've had, we had a field adjuster, um, internally that got, I, I don't remember if he was, uh, an employee or a TPA, but it, yeah, was up there for quite some time. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. They actually, uh, I think they tried to get that. I eventually called the fire department or something like that to get him down. 
Um, I never, I think we made a referral on that. It was actually the, I think it was the public adjuster or a roofer. I, I'll, I'll say I'm almost positive it was a roofer that actually just got aggravated. And what happened was the field adjuster used his ladder. So it was, he didn't have, so that's something we always bring to put your own ladder yeah, up. Your own ladder. The, yeah, exactly. Well, he used the, the, the roofer's ladder and the ladder, the roofer got, it got contentious and roof said, all right, I'm going home. He was up on a roof, took his ladder. It was too tall for him to jump off. And he sat up there until someone would come rescue him. And I almost, I don't want to exaggerate, but it was like four or five hours. Oh, uh, he was up there. Another point. Always, always keep your phone on you yep. and your car keys. Oh, absolutely. Don't mm -hmm. leave them in the back. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. Because you never know. Make sure you're letting people know where you are if you think you're going to get into that, uh, that kind of contentious thing. And, you know, we do that uh, within ESIU because a lot of my guys are prior law enforcement experience. But if we know that it's going to be contentious or something's going on with, you know, uh, who they're meeting out there, maybe we know of a criminal history. We'll go out there. Always have somebody. Ask somebody. And, uh, you know, even like I said, with RSIU, well, I'll send somebody out there with that field adjustment. Safety. Buddy. Yep. Just a safety buddy. You That's exactly right. Buddy. Yeah. Yep. You keep, you... It's not always the case, but it's always good. To have no, exactly. Buddy. Exactly. <laughs> if you get on scene and you know, that gut feeling, the hair's raised, you know, back away, make sure your car is parked appropriately. Yeah. Make sure you got gas, make sure you have your keys. Just like you said, Trust your cell phone, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I just, I didn't stay. I didn't know that hours. happened to you. It wasn't five. Hours. I don't know why he was up there for long, but it was. He eventually got my ladder back. I think I charmed him or something. I was like, <laughs> "Look, I'm not saying it's all my covered, even though I shouldn't cover anything right now." <laughs> I just took my ladder down. Oh, yeah. But he put it back up, and then I think we resolved the claim. But um, yeah, I, I just, I just thought of it because you were talking about it. But yeah, that reminds me of another um story. I was actually, I was going to tell one. But now I think this one is more appropriate. Yeah, it, it stuck out with me. I actually presented this uh, story, or I actually told this story at the presentation I did in Las Vegas uh, two years back for the NCAA. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so I was a keynote speaker there. Um, I don't know how well I did at it. I just rambled and rambled. But um, <laughs> I'm sure it went well. <laughs> I wanted to open it up with something, so I was thinking about it. But this story is going. At, I don't know if you actually – I probably told you because I always tell everybody yep. the story when I first knew it. But – uh, it was my first claim as a field adjuster um, in Florida, and uh, it was, I think the description was basically just damage to the interior of the home. It wasn't much details, right? So so I drive out to this. I think it was um, north of Orlando, whatever. And so I get out there, and it's a small little house, and I walk in, and I look around, and there is paint on the floor paint on the walls windows busted out <laughs> holes like this some some of them were just tiny tiny little tiny little holes like little circular holes here and there here and there oh, and then some were just big massive holes and then the kitchen same thing just damaged cabinets blown out pulled off the wall and i'm like what happened here <laughs> so i talked to the guy and he goes he goes <laughs> he was a he was a country boy and he, I mean, he was great and he was an older man he sat down and he goes he goes well he goes uh squirrel squirrel got in the house <laughs> squirrel and i said squirrel oh no caused all this damage it was the dogs it was no oh he goes i tried to get the squirrel out he goes i tried to open the doors i opened everything tried to push the squirrel out squirrel <laughs> wouldn't get out and he goes he goes then the squirrel starts rolling around knocks over my wife's no not his wife's um i guess his 
paint can. He had a small little pint of paint that was like pink. Knocked it over and got his feet oh, all of it. And he goes and ran all over my carpet. He goes, he goes, I, I lost it. I said, what'd you do? He goes, he started shooting at it. He got a shot. Oh my God. So when you said little and small holes, I knew you were going or little he, and big holes. I knew you're going to go there. And he got his shotgun and blew out every window twice. His house. <laughs> I don't even know why he shot the ceiling, but he shot the walls. He shot the cabinets. He blew his place to smithereens. And he goes, he goes, I'm not proud about it. He goes, I thought I should call an acclaim. He goes, um, and I said, I look at him, I goes, I said, did you get the squirrel out? Did you kill it? <laughs> he goes, no, I didn't kill it. He goes, but I got the squirrel out. And he turns and doesn't even have to, he, he just looks at me, turns his head because I'm facing him. And there's a back window behind him. It's blown out. And I, he goes, no, he's back there. And this, it was perfect timing. Squirrel sitting on the bird feeder. Checking him out. Eating his food. Just, Sam, I hear yeah. you talking about me in there. With pink <laughs> paws. Oh, pink paws. I lost my mind and, and i felt so bad he i just could not stop laughing and he's he's laughing with me or if he wasn't laughing i'd be i don't know intentional act by insured it wasn't even covered was it <laughs> here we go lesson a lesson to all you adjusters out there okay so i wish i could do like a, a survey all right so raise your hand out there to feel if you think it was covered raise your hand if you think it wasn't covered all right it was covered Really? Yeah. Was not an intentional act. He did not want to blow up his home. He didn't want to cause it. He wanted to kill the squirrel. He was trying to, yeah, remediate the uh, the, the, the damage. It was ensuing damage from the squirrel. <laughs> he was trying to kill the squirrel was his object. He was not intending to damage his home. That's the ruling. That's Interesting. And we covered it. Was that internal of that company you were working for at that time, or is it? Was there any kind of case law? I wonder. I mean, it, it was looked at. Yeah, and it was discussed. I, I, I mean, I thought it was covered because I mean, I, I talked to him. He, he was, he was not happy. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, it was legitimate. He, he wasn't. Yeah, cabbage. he wasn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> I get it. He wasn't intentionally trying to do it. You're yeah. right. He was trying to yeah. get the squirrel out and kill it. Oh my god, he just so funny. Went went the shotgun route. The squirrels, just crazy. I used to have some squirrels that were sitting in my back backyard and they would drive me nuts getting on the bird feeder. And then they started eating my banana plants. So I finally got growing and they would drive me. So I bought one of those airsoft guns. Oh yeah. It didn't shoot much of anything. Mm -hmm. It was just a little pellet. Didn't kill anything. Don't penetrate. It wasn't even that hard. I could shoot myself in the foot. Yeah. Fine. Um, so all you people love animals. <laughs> but anyway, so I used to, what, my kids would love it. I see the squirrel get up and start eating my banana tree, and my um, uh, bathroom was lined up against that wall too. So I'd go in the bathroom, and, you know, I had the screen already out, and I undo the window because it was old. You had to wind it out, <laughs> and I get my airsoft gun. My kids would be in that room with the bay window, just watch the squirrel go, uh, uh, yep. just jerk it back and forth as I shoot it. <laughs> it just would never get on. I was like, I gotta get. It's like you got something else. You got something else, guy. I got to get up a more powerful gun. <laughs> it just sat there. Yeah, I mean, I guess it bothered him, but eventually he was like, ah, <laughs> uh, "These nuts are way better, and <laughs> no, I can deal with the pain." Yeah, no, they get in. They get in everything. We had, and, and, I don't know. We had an experience at the house just like last year. Uh, my, you know, at my home, where the, we started hearing this motion inside the wall. We're watching TV, and I'm like, "What is that?" And it sounded like, and I'm like, oh, "I'm hoping it's like, you know, my." I don't know what it is. So I go up and I kind of find out it goes out to like our patio in, in the side yard. And then I notice there's a hole chewed through some of the outside uh, wood trim. 
And I guess a squirrel got in there and then got down into the walls, or at least we could hear the echo. Right. So I, whatever, I go up there and I notice it's a little bit moist. So there's a leak. So that's probably why the squirrel got in there. So I'm like cleaning everything out and thinking he's gone. Well, he's poking his head out, looking at me as I'm trying to pull him out, wondering why this damn thing's not running away. Finally, he leaves and then I'm reaching and pulling all the strata. He made a nest in there. So I fill it up with like the fake foam until I get somebody in there to actually fix my wood rot and then put a, like a, a, a little a board over the top of the hole, nail it in real good, screwed it in. And not two hours later, he chewed right through the board oh, yeah. I put back in and just stood there and like looked at me. <laughs> the, the, those are the creatures that I, I'm just I'm dumbfounded by because they are honestly, they're super smart. <laughs> I mean, I, they'll figure out a way to do what if they want to do something, they'll figure out a way to do it. But they're the dumbest things when it comes to the road. Oh, they yeah. just get there and just run around in front of you or run and then <laughs> stop and stare. And I'm like, yeah, y'all can't figure out the road, but you got everything else down pat. No doubt. Unbelievable, <laughs> man. Crazy. So um, what was like we're talking about uh, sexual awareness again and things like that. Um, any other scary stories you have? Um, things like that i do have a um when i was i was more of a season adjuster at the time but i did have one uh that really stuck with me that was on the kind of the the serious side is down in sebring you might have heard of it It was in the papers and on the news um of course it was my claim (laughs) Uh, it was a mobile home and what happened was um i guess this there was an oldest son so there was a mom and dad that lived there Right. A little brother. I think he was like seven, nine, maybe around that age and a grandmother. She was probably in her 80s. And then the a son who was probably 17, 18, mm-hmm. maybe or 18, 19, something like that. But what happened was. And I didn't know this before going, but what happened was, is that the son, I guess, had some uh, mental illness okay. along the yeah. lines and just snapped and went in. And killed his family one by one with a bat. Oh. His father in the living room, his mother in the bedroom, his his brother. What year was this? I remember a little bit about and it. His grandmother. Um, I would say that was probably back in around 2010, maybe. Yeah. Okay. 2008. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably the same one I'm thinking. But of. it was on. It was on the news. Yeah. It was on mm-hmm. CNN. It was on. Uh, but um, and then stacked all you know stacked them it's so dark stacked our bodies or whatever in one area so i had to go in there just because they had to gut the home mm-hmm. and do the um um you know the process for you know situations yep. like that bod- bod- bodily matter and all that yeah and in the uh bedroom he i guess had a knife and uh, he carved in it was a effing accident into the drywall of the room. Really? It was a red paint. I just remember it still. I took a picture. Of it. it still haunts me. The smell. Oh, yeah. Is horrific. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. As an adjuster, okay. you're not just doing hurricane mm-hmm. clients. You got to you gotta yeah. deal with situations like that. And yeah. That I've, was a dark one. Yeah. I remember uh, at Key West in my law enforcement days uh, when I was down in Key West, um, elderly, elderly person had died but was in there for a really long oh. time. And you know, just disgusting how the, the body decomposes, but the insurance adjuster came out and, you know, it was their first experience of that and it didn't, it didn't go very well. So, no, it, 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 <laughs> yeah, so some it's, of the nasty side of this jo- that job smell, yeah. um, just seeing those things, you don't, you wouldn't think about it, right? That's yeah. an insurance claim or something like that, but yeah, 
Um, we, we see them often. Oh, yeah, right yeah, it happens. Yeah. Um, you know, especially had, on the liability side, too. You know, the client, some see, I would think probably more so. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. the liability side, like, you know, I've had ones where, you know, a, a gentleman fell asleep with the cigarette in his hand and, burned, oh, and the he fires, yeah, burned on the bed. You could see the out yeah. went in there. Or I had one where a younger kid got a, a hand, his hands on some lighters and lit his, um, mattress on fire and there was like a one-year-old that was injured you know and the, a couple mm-hmm. of family members and you know two other children so yeah yeah you're faced with um not just weather but you could be faced with a lot of different kind yeah. of the fires are bad that's another topic we can get into too is a uh, fire inspection thing where i've got some good experts we could bring in and talk about how that role of the field i think that would plays be good i that. like the idea of the hail and looking for yep. some of those bags but you know some of the signs that you can look for but also with fire because mm-hmm. i dealt with a lot of fires too yep. and you know looking at the you know trying to figure out where you know the arc of the uh yeah exactly the origin of cause yeah, and then the yeah cause and, and the forensics behind that just very very interesting how they dig out those fires layer by layer able to identify crazy yeah just insane yeah they would just find it I mean, just the littlest thing, it'd be a short and a wire over here on there. You know, it's just because based on the burn marks. Yeah, the arcing the and yeah. Yeah. They, it's, can, they can tell the V pattern of the fire. The V we, pattern. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's what exactly. I was trying to say. I was saying arcing. Yeah. So um, talking about this podcast, where can people find it where they can download it and things like that and pass it on? I know they're obviously got that for those sort of now, but what other avenues, right? We talked about. Well, we have the, um, the link here. Alitu, so it's A L I T U, but um, I think I have to send that link out. But you can also find it on Apple, right? And it's called Boots on the Ground Ready. Uh, it's on Apple, it's on Spotify, should be on Google. I don't know what Google's doing, but Google's taking a while. They're kind of dragging their feet. I'm like, oh, interesting. You know, I don't know what they're investigating, but um, and then there's a couple of other um, ones that I I kind of just released it on, but I don't know their names. It was like yeah. Textro. I was like, okay. whatever. It seems, yeah. not, it seems like. But those time. links are, are those. We have those links like because uh, I know Bluegrass Insurance Manager is sponsored. We're going to put it on uh, Bluegrass uh, Insurance Management. And again, the website for Bluegrass um, to check us out and also for any openings for field and desk adjusters. Um, if you're looking uh, for some opportunities, we are definitely hiring both for daily work, but also for the uh, cat, cat roster, cat whatever. Preparation, yes. And that's uh, Bluegrass. So that's bluegrassim.com. All right. So you can also Google Bluegrass Insurance Management. It'll pull yep. up. Uh, also on Facebook under Bluegrass Insurance Management and LinkedIn under the same. And then you can find us, uh, uh, find them on Twitter. Or X. I keep yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It just that seems weird. I don't like X. I don't like X either. It's yeah. just like on X, whatever. I'm so you, you know what I'm talking about. X. <laughs> at, and it's at Bluegrass I am. Yeah. And uh, I'm assuming probably on what platform, probably Facebook, we can actually, if we get some participation in, like, is there a chat option there? I don't know. Within, that was brand new. Yeah. Just put it on Facebook. Yeah. Or uh, LinkedIn. Maybe, you know, we got some comments on the show or people want to hear about certain things discussed want to call in or you know just shoot shoot them by im about you know what they're what they like what they don't like but um you know just open up the conversation a little more despite what hearing about our boring lives <laughs> yeah i wonder if we can you know make even make a um uh twitter or x page for uh boots on the ground right yeah now. that might be that a good idea to look into. yeah Maybe we can respond live or as we're recording or something oh, yeah. like that, that would, you know that i imagine we have some capabilities like that i was going to tell you 
<laughs> take us a we'll little need our, we're gonna get our 15 year olds if they yeah, get out. <laughs> yeah, we'll get our kid to get, get there right i want it i want it to do this i want it to go ding ding yeah, exactly <laughs> every time somebody says i want to go ding ding <laughs> oh so funny all right but, well i think we reached our mark there brother yeah um, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up no but uh yeah but encourage people if we can utilize that platform some way to engage in conversations you know go back and forth with what we're hearing we'll try to get that on and uh we could talk about it a little more next week and maybe uh, announce some uh guest presenters or speakers to come in and talk with us a little bit for certain uh you know certain um topics and things like that so looking forward to it yeah yeah perfect well, hey, as always, um, Carl, appreciate you hanging out with me for appreciate today. You, bud. And uh, I guess we're gonna get back to get back yeah. to work. This and was fun time. This everybody was stay safe out there. Time. Situational <laughs> awareness. <laughs> be, be safe. Be aware, my friends. Y'all take it easy. We'll see you next time. Take care.